Welcome to No More Shame, the podcast dedicated to breaking the shame narrative and healing the wounds of shame that hold us back. In each episode, Dr. Megan Clunan will be exploring the tools of psychology and the truths of Christian theology to help you live free from shame and in the reality of your true identity. So let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode one of the No More Shame podcast. I'm Dr. Megan Clunan, and I'm so glad you're here. The topic of living free from shame is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. The creation of this podcast is something I believe the Lord has given me to bring to you. So for our first episode, as we kick this off, I really just want to spend this first one telling you a little bit about my own origin with this specific topic, why this matters, why we want to talk about living free from shame and what we can expect in the weeks to come. So you are meant to live in the freedom and power of who God declares you to be. God declares you to be his beloved creation who bears his image, but shame will try to tell you something different. It will try to steal that truth from you. And if it succeeds, you will never live the life you were created to live. But no more. No more. We're going to say no more shame. We're going to step into the space of the freedom of God's grace that says, I do not have to be defined by anything less than what he says. We're going to do this through exploring theology, what the Christian scriptures say, what the Bible has to say about this, as well as psychology. And why psychology? Because that's kind of my origin. That's my background. I have a doctorate in psychology and counseling. I have a master's in theology and a master's in marriage and family counseling. So I'm a counselor. I'm also a professor. I teach psychology currently at the Moody Bible Institute, and I love it. And I love working with my clients and I love working with my students, but this is something that I see over and over and over again, sabotaging people's lives. It is this issue of shame and it can be shame because of something that they have done and brought on themselves, or it can be shame because of something others have put on them through their words or their actions or their lived expression of their life, which Typically shamed people shame people. So this is just a a continuation of what is actually already happening in someone else's story. And when shame steals like that, it stops us, it halts us, it paralyzes us. It does not let us live in the created intent of our creator because somewhere along the line, we actually start to believe the identity that it is giving us rather than the one that he has given. But again, we're going to say no more. And so as much as I'm coming to this conversation with with those kinds of ideas and those kinds of concepts that we're going to be exploring and unpacking on various levels, I need you to know above all of that, first and foremost, before I am those things and who it is that is talking to you, I am a child of God myself. I am a daughter of the King. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and he has set me free from living a life of shame. That is not to say that I am free from experiencing its effects because that is not true (laughs) because unfortunately shame doesn't ever stop, but the power it has over us can. And that is what I want to bring you who are able to tune in and listen each week to this no more shame podcast. In fact, I grew up in shame. I grew up in a home where it was perpetuated, unfortunately, and then a a community and so forth. And I didn't really know that's what was going on. I just, I just kind of got to the place where I assumed that this is how I should view myself. This is how I'd feel about myself. I swam in its waters all throughout my childhood. And when finally free from those components or voices or things that may have been perpetuating it in my life, 
It was such a norm for me. It felt so familiar that I made decisions that just allowed it to continue to grow. And I did this for years, for decades, until Jesus got a hold of my life. I vividly remember the conversation with Jesus, actually, um, when he was finally breaking through in my story and I was able to hear from him knowing he's calling me to freedom. He's not calling me to this, that there is indeed more to life and this. This lower definition is definitely not that. In fact, I typed the conversation between he and I in my phone <laughs> um, and I ended up saving it. I actually still have it saved in my phone to this day. And I've probably read it a hundred times, if not more, since the day we've had this conversation. Because as we'll soon learn, shame doesn't die easy. But we can have the tools not just to equip ourselves to walk in freedom, but to help others do the same. So to share that conversation with you, just to be up front, I asked Jesus, I remember asking him, I remember praying and asking and saying, hey, why do you want me to let go all of the shame from my past? Like, why, why would you want me to let that go? Why let my punishment for the sins then that I even perpetuated to create more shame in my life go or the mistakes or the harm? Like, why? To me, it defied reason. It didn't make sense. And he answered, just let me have it. I've already paid for it. It's not yours to hold. You have no right to it. And you guys, that's true, right? First Corinthians 6, 19 to 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. And so if you're in the waters of shame right now, be it, again, because you've perpetuated it in your own life, through your own decisions, maybe sin, maybe mistakes, maybe failure, maybe harm, or maybe it's been perpetuated onto you. Wherever it's come from, it's actually not yours to hold anymore when once you're his. Jesus says, I have taken that from you. Scripture tells us that he went to the cross despising its shame, knowing I'm going to see you there, shame, but I will despise you. To despise means to... Yes, it means to hate or to push against or whatever, but it also means to discredit, to disavow. So Jesus went to the cross knowing shame would be there, knowing it would be ours, and he despised it. He discredited it. He disavowed it and said, you have no place here. And so as a Christian, shame has no place in our life. It has no voice that we should be listening to. Can it speak? Yeah, it can. We actually can't stop it, right? I can't stop it from speaking, but I sure do not need to listen to it. And once you have been bought with the truth, the blood of Jesus Christ, it is no longer yours to say that you should listen to. The voice we now listen to is the voice of our creator, God. So I had this conversation with him and then I asked even further, I remember asking, I said, like, why do you want this horrible death and shame that I carry around I don't want it. Why would you want it? I'm imperfect. Like, leave it here on me. You are perfect. Why, why would you want to take this? And he answered, because I love you and I can handle it. You cannot. It will kill you, but it will not kill me. I have come so that you may have life and life more abundant. 
And this aligns what we see you all with John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I came so that they would have life and have it abundantly. The life that he has come to give us, my friends, is not life that one day we'll get to in heaven and then we're there. The life that he has come to give us means life today, abundantly today, being free today, to live in our true identity today. And we are not going to unpack this today in this episode, but that was the first attack in the garden when the serpent came and spoke to Eve and asked her, you know, just take the fruit, consider that. There's a God that doesn't want you to become like him, la da 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 all the things that were said. Again, we'll unpack that later. But what he was doing was basically saying, you're not as precious to God as you think you are. He was questioning her identity. And we know how the story unfolds from there. Perhaps you don't, and that's okay. Again, that's a whole other topic, and we are going to explore it another day. But Jesus has come so that we would have life and have it abundantly, and shame does not allow us to do that. Because why this matters, like why this topic matters, why we need to talk about this, because unfortunately it permeates our culture. It permeates our minds. It permeates our hearts. It permeates our language, not just to others, but to ourselves. And shame tries to define us as less. It'll steal from us the life we've been created to live, be it because we're experiencing, again, shame from other people or from our own actions. It's something that finds our way, its way into our homes, into the way we speak again and, and into the way we think and how we think, which we'll talk about when unpack why this is the case, how we think will guide how we go. Our thoughts direct our path. Our thoughts direct our lives. And if our thoughts are saturated in shame, be it overtly so or subtly so, it will steal from us. It will limit us. Not just limit us from being free, but from bringing this world what we have been created to bring. And that is exactly what the enemy wants. And we can say no more. Because I have a savior who went and despised the shame on the cross and then used that very tool of shame to triumph over evil. We too can stand in that space. It's something that if we find ourselves swimming in, you know, we might not even know that's what's happening, but we feel it. You ever gone throughout your day and you're just walking throughout your day and everything's kind of okay and we're doing great, but all of a sudden you just kind of feel down. Out of nowhere, you just feel deflated. It's not always shame, but it can be. And a lot of times it's how shame works. We feel it before we're aware of it. And so it guides then how we handle life from that point forward when once that feeling hits, because we're not stepping back to examine, wait a minute, what is actually telling me to feel this way? What is actually happening? Should I, or am I actually holding on to something that isn't mine to hold anymore? And for those of us, again, who don't recognizing, recognize it or who do recognize it, wherever we stand in that, we want to become those that can And we want to become those that overwhelmingly conquer it. And it might not feel like we can, especially if we feel like we've lived in it for so long. Believe me, I'm with you. I've done that. I've lived that. 
There are days today, even to this day, where I have to wake up and it is an intentional decision today. No, not today. Not going to listen to that today. Today, I will choose to listen to the voice of my Savior. I will choose to read what the Bible has to say. I will intentionally set my mind on the things of Christ so that life and peace can be given rather than death. Because isn't that what shame feels like when we're trapped in it? It literally feels like death. It feels suffocating. And we'll talk about that too, because actually, when we talk about neuropsychology and a bit of of those components and psychosomatic, which is really just our mind and how it affects our physical body, it, it actually does begin to break our body down. It does begin to deteriorate our minds, to disintegrate ourselves. And so we're going to use psychology throughout the episodes of this podcast to, again, understand, well, exactly what does that look like? How do I know that's happening And how do I begin to conquer that? Because we can conquer. In Christ, we can conquer. Romans 8, 37 to 39. I have it right here. It says, but in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer. We gloriously, overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And this includes shame, you guys. And why does God love us so much to this point that says nothing can separate you from me? Because he has made us for his love. And even if we forget this from time to time, because we will, he never does. He never does. And so through exploring the truth of the scriptures with the wonderful tools from the science of psychology within this podcast, we are going to be discussing how to overcome, to understand the process of overcoming because it is a path. It's not just something we wake up and do. There are predictable steps that we have got to take to do that. There's also ways that it affects marriages. It affects families. It affects my work. It affects leadership. It affects ministry. It affects church. Again, this is something that surrounds us, but does not need to define us. So we're going to talk about the process of overcoming and how this has played out over time as we think differently, interact differently, care for others and ourselves differently. There is much to learn, but there is much to gain. One of my mentors always talks about the idea of short-term pain, short-term pain for long-term gain. I don't like it when he brings that up, but he's so right. (laughs) And overcoming shame so that it does not have a dictating voice in your life or in the lives of those you love is a part of that same mentality. There will be times where it is hard, where it is hurt, where it may not even feel rational. It may not feel natural. Because we've gotten so used to the lower level of living, lower level of thinking. But Jesus is calling us higher. He's not calling us to remain in the natural. He's asking us to step into the supernatural. And he's gifted us with his beautiful gifts of common grace in the field of psychology so that we can understand exactly how now do I reshape the way that I'm thinking? How now do I create healthy attachment, cultivate joy and creativity, begin to live a life of wholeness rather than what feels like broken pieces that I hope just don't break anymore tomorrow? We're going to talk about how to care for others differently and ourselves differently that live again in the grace 
of Jesus Christ and in the freedom that that brings rather than anything less. Becoming someone free of shame empowers you and I to live out our created intent, but also not just for us, right? It's not just for us. It's going to empower us to invite others into that same understanding, that same freedom. I know you've probably heard hurt people hurt people, right? Well, shamed people shame people. And there is a lot of shame going around in our culture today, in our world. But guess what? Freed people free people. So let's walk into that space together. And we're going to be doing that throughout this entire podcast. That's literally the point. At times I'll have guests on. At times it'll be me. But all the time, it will be a blend of psychology and Christian theology. Because when we blend those worlds together, there's a beautiful outcome. So just to wrap this up for today, as Galatians 5.1 says, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. A major part of that freedom requires that we remember who we are and shame does not get to tell us that. So join me each week as we explore the insights of psychology and the truth of the Bible continuing forward in our created reality as image bearers of the Creator God. Thank you for joining us this week. Our prayer is that through this week's topic, you have been encouraged in the truth and discovered tools for further freedom in your true identity, one created for and loved by God, one where shame has no say. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the No More Shame podcast so you don't miss next week's topic. You can also follow us on Instagram at no more shame underscore podcast for encouragement and reminders throughout the week. Join us every Monday for new episodes that will empower and equip you to live in the freedom of your true identity.